0: We did it. We made it through the dreck of the original trilogy. We're here now to talk about the excitement that is the prequels. How is everybody? We are here, uh, Jim, Clay, Dave, and myself. We're going to talk about... I'm really excited
1: to talk about Phantoms.
0: Phantom Menace. Ben Affleck is the bomb. Do you guys remember where you were when you you heard
2: that there was going to be a new Star Wars movie? I
0: don't. Dave, you want to take this one? Oh,
2: uh, when I heard there was going to be a new Star Wars movie? No. Probably your house, Jim. <laughs> How old would we have been when it was announced? It would have been announced in, like, 95? Uh, 96? Yeah. Ooh, I think yeah, around... 6th or 7th grade, grade. Probably around the time. Oh, it was the 6th grade.
1: Probably yeah. around the time of the re-releases, I assume. Because
2: they announced that they were going to make a new movie, and then they relaunched the whole toy lines, and that was the 6th grade, and I bought everything, man.
0: Yeah, you enabled this yep. guy. You enabled this... This. Uh, I, will,
1: I will admit that uh, when... Um, they announced when they came out with the Star Wars Pepsi can lines oh, I bought a box wow. and I drank all of them except for one because I wanted to keep it because it would be worth money someday <laughs> and as a great metaphor for the way that my love of the series ended up I never opened it and it eventually broke and spilled and stained my rug <laughs>
3: That collection would now be worth fifteen cents.
0: Yeah. Now I have a I have a buddy who collected all the cans too. He has them un- unopened, every character unopened still. Oof.
3: I have a good phantom memory of uh, painting our friend's face Darth Maul colors outside a movie theater to go in. We were that excited, mm-hmm. and uh, in the end, it kind of just looked like he got punched in the face a bunch of times. <laughs> The, uh, we did, <laughs> which is kind of accurate. Looking
0: yeah. back, you know, I was watching. I have not seen *Phantom Menace* in a long time. I completely forgot that Darth Maul has li- words in this movie. I did not. Re- he talks a lot. Yeah, I forgot movie. how much he had.
1: Yeah. yeah, he has that scene. It's a. It's not Ray Park talking. They dub in some other guy. You know what it is? Uh is? You've seen *Shaun of the Dead*. Yeah. You know Shaun's uh, roommate, the asshole roommate,
0: not the fat.
1: Guy? no his other the guy who's the zombie he's in the, the uh oh, okay right the yeah. shower yeah, yeah it's that guy oh is it really yeah uh they they make a joke on it on i don't know if you've ever seen uh uh spaced the yes i have I, I watched a little i don't yeah remember. they make, make a joke. joke about it in that anyway but yeah I, I people someone told me that one time and i was like oh so he like grunts for darth maul i completely forgot darth maul had actual lines yeah he has
0: quite a bit of conversation about yeah. the the jedi what does he say when he's talking to Palpatine. This uh, fi- is finally
1: we shall be revealed to them at last, or something. finally we shall have our revenge. Yeah, some bullshit. The uh,
0: he's never called the emperor is never called Sidious in the original trilogy, right? Yes, yes. Is Oh he? no, in the original, no, 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 an,
2: he's, no. Okay, he's 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 not a Darth. Darth is Darth Vader.
0: What is a Darth anyway? So in uh, A New Hope, I think it's it his retro- first
2: name because Obi Wan calls, calls him, him Darth. Darth. He yeah. says it a little contemptuously, but he calls him Darth. <laughs> he does. <laughs> He named himself. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Get this,
2: <laughs>
1: Darth Vader. Why don't you pick? You picked your own nickname, you asshole.
0: <laughs> it's, it's true. I mean, yeah, it's just. I. All right. So, where do we want to start here? We we've got a, we've got a new prequel that
2: we're going to go all the way
0: through. These are generally. We're not hiding anything. I'm going to give you my experience. Ready? This yeah. is
2: how we're going to start because I think this was. Um, the I think this happened to a lot of people of our generation is they grew up on Star Wars they were so excited about this movie and they bought all the merchandising and they went to the midnight show and they loved it and they walked out and they were like definitely the best one maybe not as good as Empire but definitely the best one and then within about two weeks it, it came to and everybody said wow this is a fucking stupid movie these, these movies broke you, Dave. It, it, it made me a cynical asshole. Yeah. I,
1: you... I remember before they came out, you would always be really fun to talk to about movies that <laughs> were going to come out because you were so excited. And if it looked good. And then after these came out, the trailer looked really ever good. since then, you're just like, ah, it's probably going to be terrible.
3: See, that's the brilliance of it, actually, <laughs> is that the rite of passage is not the hero in the movie. It's the audience. Yep. And basically breaking you into... Adulthood washing away any childhood you might have been carrying with you.
0: Uh, I, I did not watch these opening weekend. I, I don't think I saw these in the theater or anything.
2: Um, I think the three of us beside you uh, saw it midnight together. And, did you, uh, did you, you walk there? out thinking no, it was I good? I, know I walked out and I thought it was unbelievable. Really? Yeah. yeah. What, what, what was
0: the change? Why did Why did it take so long to sink in? Denial. Just I mean, denial. I was just I was just <laughs> flat out lying to myself. Yeah. Well, I think I think. If it looks like Star Wars. Like it's it, yeah, it, it,
1: it, 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 debatable. It's got the right characters in it. It's got like it's got like the right colors. Yes, s- sometimes. Yes. Um, but it. Uh, I think. I think what it is is it's just. After all that, uh, after all that hype, you kind of you get all of the. Uh, you get the box that the cookies are supposed to come in, but when you open the box, there's the wrong kind of cookies. That's maybe that's a bad metaphor. But there, there's gungans use the, inside. Use the <laughs> you you, you got the, the box of the cookies are supposed to come in, but there's gungans inside. <laughs> <laughs> in, in
2: a way, I'm almost thankful that these movies happened because I was I was such a Star Wars nerd. I was like really obsessed. Maybe oh, these saved. My life. Stra-
3: no, it set you free. I wasn't <laughs> kidding about the light <laughs> yeah. of passage. I was thing.
2: on the spectrum when it came to Star Wars, and <laughs> <laughs> after these movies came out, like I realized, like if I had gone through adolescence and into adulthood at the Star Wars fan that I was like
1: what would I be now after after fan menace there was a guy outside the theater handing playboys to kids coming out
3: <laughs> but i do think Cleanse that yourself. so and we'll get to it i'm sure you know, there's a lot of explaining, right? We're going to be start our explaining of I a, things. I
0: have a note. What does that say in all caps? It says so much exposition. However, this movie is just
3: people explaining shit. However, I don't think that the full denouncing of Phantom Menace came until... The complete denouncing of it came until the other ones were released as well. Because one quality I did notice about this movie, which is why we could say we liked it at the time, is that um, after you see it, it has explained some things, but not everything. And there's a lot of questions in the story still left open that you can fool yourself into thinking they're going to pay that off later and it'll be great. This was kind of a setup. Movie. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a hard yeah. time
0: talking without the hindsight because just off of what you said, when you take this as a whole, the Phantom Menace has no reason to exist. The, yeah. This move, nothing in this movie is relevant in right. any way or cannot be explained in a five-minute opening scene of the second movie where you find a young boy, free him, and now you're training him. Exactly. And you're not relying on a child actor to pull off some of the worst shit that Lucas has ever created. Um, it's it's just... it's He... he Alright, so n- now we realize that you have a Star Wars. Lucas made the decision with Empire... To call Empire the fifth episode or something, right? So you mm-hmm. had to go
1: back and retroactively call A New Hope 4.
2: No, it was in there. A oh, no, New Hope always said it episode four, 4. The name
1: New Hope was not originally there. It was just always just episode yeah. 4. No, it was. It, it was, was always
2: episode 4 a New Hope in the sure? opening crawl. Positive. Are you sure? I, I was reading something. He, he retroactively did this for Empire. The movies I grew up on said episode 4 a New Hope. Yeah. And yeah. That was before the, the THX stuff.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, either, either way, I, either way, I, he's yeah, He anyway.
0: set something up now where he has to he has to create three movies, right? He's he's treading water for the first. Clearly, he's just treading water. Like the Qui-Gon character here is absurd to the point of his existence in this universe and him being a major character carries no weight through any of what happens for the rest of
2: this. And he's so boring.
0: And he's dead wrong. He's fucking dead wrong about everything. Yeah, and he's
2: boring. He's just like a completely... There's nothing to Qui-Gon Jinn. Let's
0: let's talk about what I think is interesting. Uh, So we've seen the Jedi in the original trilogies, right? They're sort of knights. Like, that's the sense you're They're they're knights who are sort of like
1: do-gooders for the universe, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't really think they're even explained that much. You, honest, so you, you think they'd be even more vague than that? I think they're that. I think they're more vague in the original ones. I think I think it's it's there's sort of you could argue there's a chivalrous sort of aspect to them, but
3: well, they're guardians of peace in the galaxy. So it, yeah, it, that is said, but it doesn't say exactly what that entails. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: okay. Anyway,
0: they've they turn they, what <laughs> they do is interesting in the prequels, and it's interesting. It's not great. They turn them into a UN force, which is a yeah. fascinating turn of events for the Jedi too. They're basically hired guns who seem to be the police force of the galaxy. Right. Yeah.
1: The, the first change that I, I, I've, I've always disliked is that they are like a organization, a galactic organization. Like I, I, the way that they're talked about in the original ones are so much more of like a uh, wandering samurai type yeah thing exactly to, then to yeah. turn around and turn them into like you said basically uh, you know a un force is just really
2: weird and they're almost a myth in the originals too like like yeah. we said like han solo doesn't believe in the jedi and
0: we've talked about that how the yeah. timing of star wars is starting to cease to make sense where no one remembers shit that happened 15 years. and they were a huge part everyone seems to know everyone seems to know about the jedi and the Jedi seem very hesitant to tell people that they're Jedi. Like, well, I don't understand what the point of not... When Qui-Gon's playing around with young Anakin, and he's like, maybe I'm not a Jedi. He's like, well, clearly a fucking Jedi. Well, they saber. all
1: dress exactly the fucking same.
0: <laughs> in robes. <laughs> and we never got a sense that it's going to be... This is going to be the podcast, folks, I think. But, like, we never got a sense that they're supposed to be poppers in the originals, right? Is that ever said? Like, is, is that ever explicitly
1: said in the new ones
0: I take that from their sort of robes and they can't have any no. possessions like they can't they don't do it in this one but they're gonna get to, to a point where they can't have r- romantic relationships which becomes a Jedi thing yeah yeah they become basically monks yeah um who give up all their worldly possessions it's just yeah. an interesting what is what's something you like about the change of the jedi for these prequels uh there's a
1: purple lightsaber now do we see that in this one? No. Is that is that allowed? No, you don't see the purple one. Uh change to the Jedi.
0: I sort don't of say like
1: Force Run, you assholes. <laughs> I love the chlorians. <laughs> <Oof. laughs> no, I'm, I'm I don't I love I
0: kind of like the council.
1: I kind of appreciate the fact that they're I I don't I don't mind it, but I just wish it was had less scale to it. Like yeah. you're saying. Yes. I, I wish it was more like you know, almost like a religious sect.
3: It doesn't need thing. to be a co-equal branch of government. Yeah, that, exactly. I actually wanted to ask Dave because you brought up the politics in the in the other one, and now we're starting with Phantom Menace, like heavy into the political aspect. <laughs> so, but so it's like, is there something redeeming? I mean, I that's have to the only call thing it, I like about Phantom Menace. So you like, like the I, politics? I have to call do. attention yeah. to the fact that there is taxation it's, and trade mentioned in the opening scroll.
2: Yeah, yeah. and the, and through the whole movie, I mean. It's a political setup, and and re-watching it, I I came away this week with a better appreciation for the politics in Phantom Menace.
0: I think think I'll agree with you, because I think the politics in Phantom Menace make sense. They do. They'll they'll eventually stop making sense, which they haven't got to that point yet. But Palpatine's plot kind of makes sense to me at this point. Mm, Um, So if I'm understanding him right, he starts off as a senator from Naboo. Yep he orchestrates his own invasion of his own planet yep. through this tax trade federation who then he realizes that once he gets the queen to come over he's going to get this guy to get a vote of no confidence which is apparently remarkably easy you
1: just yeah. have to
2: say it and they stop, <laughs> they stop believing
1: that guy then the ET aliens clap for
2: you <laughs> yes and, and Well, we're Americans, we don't have a parliamentary system, so we don't know how easy it is in the (laughs) rest of the world to just lose your government and have to start over with a new one.
0: Then he becomes the one of three nominees to become the Speaker of the House, basically. And I guess he gets it. That's where Phantom Menace ends for him. That's at the end of his storyline.
2: And one thing that I do really like, too, is they had some line about um, why Chancellor Valorum wasn't strong enough. And Palpatine... Uh, says something along the lines of like, Oh, he's bogged down in baseless accusations of corruption. But the way he says it, it, it implies that Palpatine set these baseless accusations yes. up. This, this is, cool. this
0: is a, I agree with you. I love the politics. <laughs> it's such a clash from the original simplicity of Star Wars. We're like, yeah. that's a bad guy. I'm going to get him. Yeah. Now we're talking about like, is it Lucas hitting a different phase of his age where he's interested in politics and now he's like, <laughs> I want to write about politics? Clearly. In the Star he's Wars been reading universe. the
1: news. <laughs> <He's-> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, actually, I think so.
1: You know, the thing that I picked up when I watched it the other day, especially having watched it so literally the next day after I watched Return of the Jedi, is where Return of the Jedi, I feel like, has very little plot. There is a lot of plot in Phantom Menace. Yep. There is a lot of stuff happening in that movie. It's not necessarily interesting stuff, but there was a <laughs> lot of stuff happening.
3: But I think it's important to distinguish, like, because plot's a really easy word to just throw around, like, yeah. you know. And and I can't believe how they really took some of the fundamental building blocks of the first uh, of A New Hope. Right? You're basically rescuing a princess slash queen. You know, Palpatine <clears throat> doing similar things. I mean, there's a lot of similarities there. And instead of having that one scene after another, that lead to this, lead to this, lead to that, it's a lot of sitting, talking in a room. You know, the original Star Wars movies, <laughs> even if they get – when they might get boring, they're not doing that. You yeah. don't sit around and talk about it, almost anything except in Jedi a little bit. Yeah. Um. And, and this movie is – it's startling, like how different it is yeah. in that sense. Like you don't have an adventure, one thing leading to this. You just park it.
1: Yeah, you know, if, get well, around think, the
3: table, think, guys, and it's
1: think time about, to hash it out. Think about how long it takes to get Luke from Luke's introduction to the point where they leave Tatooine. Maybe fifteen minutes. Yeah,
0: it's right. probably 15 50 minutes for. Yeah, versus
1: but, versus Phantom Menace, where they meet Anakin, and he's and, hanging and around t- for an hour. T-
0: t- I I I. I, I uh, yeah, you, you can say uh, talk after that. I do think the Tatooine sequence of Phantom Menace is, is excruciating. It's horrible. I do think that the last half hour is okay. It starts getting back into like, oh, shit's actually happening. Yeah. Now we're going to do stuff. But the Tatooine sequence, including the three hours of pod racing that you're forced to watch. Oh, my God. That is, is the
2: longest scene. Is it?
0: <laughs> well, I was thinking, They're only on the first lap. My God. I was thinking, why do they have them do laps? That's just inherently a boring narrative device be like oh yeah do it again do it again keep it coming we don't have to talk about the pod racing yet but i i i totally agree it's like a the prequels to me i think i talked about this in one of the earlier podcasts star wars has if i don't know recap it now the difference between star trek and star wars for me is that star trek has a much lower ceiling that it occasionally gets close to Star Trek, if it's baseball, Star Trek's out there hitting singles reliably. Mm. You're not setting the world on fire, but you're like, all right, at least you're making contact. Star Wars can either hit a grand slam or it strikes out looking horribly. (laughs) And so the ceiling for Star Wars is very, very high. And I think the prequels, what's so frustrating about them is, you're like, oh, I can see it. I can see the good story. It's right there. What the fuck are they talking about? (laughs) What is happening? How is this going to go down like this? And that's my general sense of... That's where the frustration is, and I think Lucas should have paid somebody to turn the prequels into a season of television because that's what they're begging
2: to be done. Because yeah. what a he's cartoon to, season of television, something yeah, along the lines of like Rebels or,
1: or Clone Wars,
0: whatever. Yeah. Or, or I mean, the other big mistake I think he made is the prequels should have just been Obi
1: Wan and Anakin. Oh, absolutely. There's yeah.
0: no reason to involve anyone There's else. No in this reason.
1: Qui Gon needs to be there whatsoever. It's you know, they, uh, Pat Oswalt has a good bit about, uh, about why the prequels are so bad. And it, it involves, you know, uh, uh, being like, oh, well, you know, S-S Darth Vader, you love Darth Vader, right? It's like, oh yeah, I love Darth Vader. Well, what's he doing with the new ones? Well, he's a kid and he's sad. And it's like, <laughs> like, and, and basically the point of the joke is that he, you don't need to explain the stuff that I love. You just need to show me the stuff that I love. And they, and I think that's where he misses the mark. A lot in the, specifically Phantom Menace because, like you were saying, those elements of the things that we like are there, but they he just never does anything. He, he's always not focused on them. Like Obi Wan doesn't do a goddamn thing in this movie. No, he sits no. on their ship for like eighty percent of the movie. I was <laughs> surprised by that too. He yeah do he doesn't jack. do anything.
0: I don't and, know why he doesn't go. It's it's a, Yeah, it's just a weird. He's, he's literally just sitting. He's involved in the final fight, and he takes on Anakin at the very end because that's what's required of yeah, the plot.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's required for the stuff that we already know. Why don't you start with that? Why isn't that the story? Why isn't the story Anakin meeting Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan, you know... Why couldn't
2: Obi-Wan rescue him? What's, what's and, the point And while that? we're talking about, like, what's the purpose of Qui-Gon Jinn, it's against the grain of the movies, too. This is another point of Obi-Wan just... Making shit up when he's talking to Luke, like Yoda, the Jedi instructor, the Jedi master instructed me. Oh, shit, I was wrong about that. He Damn,
0: home, he like, wasn't
1: the one. It was Qui-Gon. <laughs> he, gets,
0: he gets back home to his. Well, his it's like it's home like home when you heaven. go to
1: a doctor, you technically have this doctor, but you never see that doctor. You yeah. only see the people that work in the office. So it's like he where he was trained, quote, by Yoda, but he was trained by like Yoda's resident nurse, basically. He
0: has all this yeah, just the scenes with Luke. He's like. Trained with Yoda. Yoda's the man. He goes up, back up to his ghost home. He sees the picture of Qui-Gon yeah. and he's like, oh, fuck, I got that wrong too. Jesus, Qui-Gon.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where, like, why that choice was necessary other than to... Cast Liam Neeson? Yeah,
0: yeah. well, I mean... Wasn't yeah. McGregor's a name at this point, isn't he? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. but I mean, I guess because uh, for some reason he thought there needs to be an Obi-Wan type character.
3: Well, it's, you have to give... I'm not saying they accomplished this, but you have to give the quote-unquote origin of Obi-Wan. If you have Obi-Wan being the whole point is to explain everything, right? So you can't have Obi-Wan everything already, <laughs> already be Literally. who he is. So how do you do that? Well, you get his master in. There. I suppose I, I mean, kind of
0: disagree. I think you could start it off with Obi-Wan being a Jedi Knight. Like I don't. Yeah, so so see, we had this discussion about
2: too. Anakin, Clay and I, when we were watching the movie, uh, and he kept asking, like, why. Have Anakin as a seven-year-old. Why start there? And the only thing I could think of is that's where you start if you have to show somebody who's totally innocent. If you want to show his entire turn, yeah. but you don't need to do that. He just wanted
1: to. Yeah, and I, I, with Obi Wan, even I mean, I I think well, why I can't know. you present him the way he's presented in the second movie where he's a Jedi Knight? He's younger and he's more kind of brash and daring. He's yeah. not Alec Guinness yet. Yeah, you know, so you can get the quote-unquote origin of Obi Wan. Uh, not Obi-Wan the day after he gets his diploma.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think part of it is you're filling time. Yeah. Because what is this whole prequel thing really about? And this is something ching okay, oh, yeah. clearly. Yeah. But story-wise, it is about the turn of Anakin to the dark side. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's all you got to go on. And that's all everybody's waiting for. That's why people went to see all of them. Is to see Anakin become Darth Vader. Yeah. Period. And you gotta fill the space <laughs> until you get. there. You know there.
1: what I would have done? I would have completely broken the uh, uh, the storytelling format that they've used thus far. Opening scene after the crawl, Obi Wan knocking that fucker into the volcano, <laughs> and then right, Showing you, you a know, yeah, yeah, lightsaber fight for thirty seconds. Awesome, unbelievable lightsaber fight. Anakin goes into the volcano. Obi-Wan fucks off. And then, then flash back to Tatooine when he's a kid. Because at that point, you're like, holy shit, they showed me that right away? <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's, then you get to build to that point. It go, it, that goes
0: against... Luke. This is directed and written by Lucas. All the prequels are directed and written by Lucas. So occasionally, other people have credits as co-writers or as, something. As Yes Men, I think as it yes says Man, that right in the... the I, I mentioned in the previous podcast, Lucas, Lucas is a terrible writer. He's a terrible storyteller. His... His narrative is so linear. He cannot non, he cannot break the linearity of a story as it goes. Like, honest to God, this Phantom Menace is just, oh, we want talk to someone. Well, we gotta walk over here. They walk over there. <laughs> well, that guy told us something. We gotta walk. I actually laughed it's- when, at the end, they escape Naboo. They go to Coruscant for five minutes, which Coruscant's actually kind of cool. And then they're like, now we're just going back to that boo, and it's like, oh my god! We're it's just
1: going it's back. almost it's almost like playing a uh, a, a role playing uh RPG video game. Yeah, because like there's even that sequence where you have to you have to go in like in the video game where you have to go in and you have to actively play a game of chance in order to get to <laughs> the next point of the story. You have to you have to beat the guy in a dice it's rolling a side competition. <laughs>
0: yeah. You lose all your money, you gotta go kill a couple <laughs> boars and get five bucks and Yeah, it and it's again. like,
1: hit A if you'd like to watch the pod race. <laughs> B, B, B. <laughs> uh, And
0: Phantom Menace
2: Just is... to
3: pick up on the Tatooine bashing, like, I'm down, you know, Tatooine featured twice in the originals, but this obsession with Tatooine, I don't know, I don't need that. Like... Yeah. How great would it have been if, instead of Hoth, they had just hit up Tatooine again? No, like, yeah. you, you know, there are other cool things you can do to start out your movie. And just having everything revolve around Tatooine and spending some... I mean, you know, they in this movie, they spend nearly an entire movie worth of time on... Well, a little bit at Naboo in the beginning, but on
0: Tatooine. I was yeah. shocked when, when they got off Tatooine. I was like, oh, my God, finally. There was a, There's a half hour left in the movie by that time when they go to Coruscant and they come back. Which, and that's when the movie actually starts. And that
3: uh, that half hour, you know, not to give it too much credit, but is kind of a Star Wars movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fine. And you it's can kind enjoyable. of see how they got this. But the Tatooine thing is just, um, it's something new and something else and not good.
1: Here's... So, Mike, sorry, Clay, did you want to say something? Well, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, why, why do they have to even leave Naboo at all? Why don't you just stay there? I mean, why doesn't why don't they find Anakin and Naboo? That's what they I'm saying. To, yeah, they why have don't, to talk to the council. Not in like. Naboo. Is so why amazing, does Anakin
2: have to be from Tatooine? That's what yeah. I'm saying. Wouldn't yeah, that was, just be the stupidest place to hide Luke? Come up with another or planet. the smartest place. <laughs> right, to apparently, hide Luke.
3: everybody makes a
0: stop
2: <laughs> <at Tatooine>. specifically <laughs>
1: with his brother-in-law.
0: <laughs> and Tatooine, the whole point of Tatooine is that it's so far out of the way that no yeah, one fucking exactly. goes nowhere. <laughs>
2: Luke came from nowhere. Oh no, he didn't.
3: And fine, you go there in Jedi. Again, all right, because you set up the Han thing, I'll give it to you. But you don't need to go back there in the prequels. It doesn't make a ton of sense.
0: So one thing I've I've wondered about, Lucas uh, took the reins directing here again. There is a marked difference in how these actors are doing. These are good actors, yeah. right? Like These are talented award-winning people. actors, talented people. You have Oscar this, Schindler every, in your movie. Every scene here feels like a high school play, and yeah. I don't understand it. I don't understand why they have Queen Amidala talk like that, I don't understand the point of when, having. You mean Patton when she's queen? When she's queen and talks, that I will do the the the. that is. the headpiece
1: she's wearing is so heavy. <laughs> no one else she, on the planet talks like that. She her jaw too fast; it's going <laughs> to collapse.
3: <laughs> no one else talks like that. The even the first two guys that speak in the spaceship. I mean, I'm only remembering them because their two lines were delivered so poorly.
0: <laughs> yeah. The the ones flying in the Jedi. Or yeah, like the, the
3: yeah. Trade it's like, Federation oh period. wow, I'm glad the community theater was available yes. for her casting. Is <laughs> well, it- I
1: think I think the Amidala thing is supposed to uh uh to play up that she's so just a regal to hide her voice yeah, to hide her voice, so it's different when it. she's just Natalie Portman. But
3: you got to admit, it's a pretty strange writer room decision. You know, would somebody stand up and be like, Do you mean writer if-
1: room? You mean his 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 living room? He <laughs> <Yeah>, had his <laughs> wife come in and tell if- him that that what sucks. What if she so has? Get the fuck what out if of she
3: has no emotion? <laughs> What if she has zero inflection? What's, the, what's
0: the point of having Padme? What's the point of that switch? Is is Padme ever the queen? Is the queen dressed up like the queen ever the real queen in this movie? Yes,
3: she is. I, yeah, yes. I couldn't totally understand that either. I originally thought that it was actually when I first saw the movie, I assumed it was all Natalie Portman, but it's, in makeup. Yeah, but I don't not, know that it is. Well, actually, they have. Well, soon actually, as soon as the invasion it's happens, it's actually right?
1: Keira Knightley interestingly enough I'll yeah. give it a
2: pass because when the invasion happens you switch your queen and your court. Yeah, yeah, so that I- it's not a bad yeah.
3: idea I mean I, I don't Saddam Hussein that. did it yeah no it's not the worst idea it's- I
0: find it needlessly confusing in a series that is pure fantasy like I don't need this duplicitous we have a body double in case a bullet comes at you it's like- and how
2: many lines does Squad gon Jinn have where he like doesn't understand that this is the queen he's talking to when he's talking to Padme. Oh, and the, and, but then they the look at each scene. other. Him and Obi-Wan look at each other like, well, I fucking told you that that yeah, was the queen. There's
1: not. a the great scene where she reveals herself to right. the to Boss Nass, and Qui-Gon's like, fuck, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, ah, she got me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Qui-Gon's like, well, I, I'll be wrong about one thing, right? I'm, I'm <laughs> right about everything else, but I'll just be wrong about maybe this the, one Maybe thing. it's actually... Can't br-
1: win them all. Maybe it's actually brilliantly written, and Qui-Gon's just a <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> Qui-Gon's wrong about
0: everything in this movie and
2: from the first scene when he says that the the trade negotiations are going to be easy yeah <laughs> it's like
0: to this fucking don't even bring your lightsaber we'll be fine drink
3: this tea drink the tea it's fine they <laughs> breathe <laughs> in those fumes they're good but i'll stick up for liam neeson i think he's one of the few characters who's or actors who's like doing his job like yeah. that dude is acting like a jedi is this the jedi? Like jedi? he can be a jedi i was down with what liam did with uh The little he received. Yeah, I don't.
1: I don't think he's. I don't think he's particularly bad in this movie. He's
3: physical. He's he's, you know intelligent. I don't know. I I think he balances the uh, the Jedi scales pretty well. I, I. I suppose I can't get past the fact that he's wrong. And the movie
0: seems to think he's correct, right? He's played off as though he's a wise Jedi master. Like he's Obi Wan has these lines about oh. Like, you're wiser than all of them, you're just too temperamental or whatever, and they won't let him on the council. Like, he's played off as supposed to be this genius, and he's just, he's colossally wrong about everything. And they've, you know, they've retconned it now where, you know, the argument about Anakin is bringing balance to the Force through an incredibly convoluted manner where he's gonna do all this horrible shit, and then he's gonna bring balance. And
2: I guess that's a good point because this movie brings up a lot. What does balance to the Force mean? Uh, it it never really says it. So that's like no. uh that's Anakin's messianic mission is to bring balance to the force but never uh, I guess at the end of, to jump ahead to the end of the third one Obi-Wan or yeah, it's the end of the third one. Obi-Wan has a line where he says you were supposed to bring balance to the force, not cast it in darkness or something like that. But here's here's my that's, problem. That's that's well, as far so
1: into it as they get though. It's it's what I was talking about in the last episode. It's it's more I, I'm covering up things I should actually actively think about by just writing The Force Did It. The first lines in the fucking movie that the Jedi say he says, I have a bad feeling about this and then Qui-Gon's like, yeah but assert your feelings. Use the Force or some shit. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's like, oh, Control-S. I can send this to the investors and they'll know I've started.
3: <laughs>
0: Great pages,
1: George. <laughs> this, no, why it are sounds here? like
0: Star Wars. It's
1: but it's like there's so much of that. It's the, there is, the Force yeah. speak is ridiculous. Well, I
0: just don't understand
1: because I don't understand
0: balance to the Force because uh, they do mention this in the original trilogy, right? They say he's supposed to bring balance, no. right? No, right. they no. never say that. And I, no,
3: so. and I had the same exact problem you're having. Like, what does that mean? Is this supposed to be like the you know you get the wishes from the genie? And you wish for something, but it turns well, out to be the opposite. So what I it, took they, it well, they, as...
0: They seem, sorry, Dave, but they seem to... My point is that they seem to say balance to the Force. Anakin is going to be bring balance to the Force and eliminate the Sith. My argument is that doesn't seem to be balanced to anything. And the, the Jedi are always like, there's always two Sith. There's always two Sith. you got to know there's always going to be two Sith.
1: Question about that. We were having this discussion the other day. I think that's a little bit undefined. Because what is, is it? it... There are only two Sith in the entire universe? Yes, or is that, it they only travel in twos? No, no, I think
0: there's only two ever. Which I think so why is are they so really hard dumb. to get rid of. <laughs> really stupid. No, yeah. because, because I, don't, because I, I thought think, it was like, you're, like, like you're, never, you're
1: never going to see three Sith
0: Well, no, out. that's what makes the ending of Jedi okay because when you kill one, you become him. Like you become that to kill the Sith, you have to become them, basically. So
1: it's like I don't know. It's it's incredibly needly, needlessly convoluted.
2: (laughs) Really, really terrible villains. Unless of course the Sith are the number one and two in the galaxy, then you've got a problem. But otherwise, like who cares? Right?
3: Yeah, just avoid them. I mean, (laughs) I I spent a lot of time thinking about this because it because I had forgotten the line where they so explicitly say there's only two of them, and I think the only way you get out of it is like. Is it contingent uh on being a sith that you can use dark force? I think that's the key like are there people out there who can use dark force the dark side of the force who mm. are not sith?
0: No, the movies do not imply that. The movies right. imply that if you're using the force in a bad way you're a sith and there's only two of you.
3: And that is where I have the problem like if you are telling me there are only two people using dark the dark side of the force in the galaxy. Yeah. I just I think that's ridiculous. Well, yeah. the
0: the counter argument would have to be with the dark side is much more powerful. That's what this thing is supposed to. Con- they're constantly harping on the power of the dark side will do it. That it kind of makes sense. Is it because you're so powerful. There's only two of you at any time. Yeah, like, I
1: mean, I guess you could make an argument that you know, where the Jedi, there's a bunch of them and they're all kind of like you know, peaceful and they
0: know. don't believe in the authoritarianism of the dark side. But like yeah, they're, they're much happier to sort of spread the part, wealth.
1: Part of the dark side is hoarding that power for yourself, right? So I guess you could kind of, but I th- it's still stupid. It
0: is, <laughs> but I see this is my conflict with the prequels. I like this universe building they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's just so poorly thought out. So that I'm like, I can't stand. it. I agree. I, there's
1: there's an article I want to send you guys that I think we should talk about at the end of the the, uh, the we cover the prequels, and it's it posits this reading of them that. The, the ideas presented are actually, like, the perfect prequel, the perfect story. It's just that the execution is so bad. Do you,
0: there was a there was a great idea, the Unjustly Maligned podcast that Clay turned me on to where they talked about shitty things. They did the the final one, Revenge of the Sith. And the host summed it up well. He's like, he's like the prequels sound great if someone describes to you what happens in yeah. the prequels. And you're like, yeah, yeah. oh, that sounds really awesome. I'd like to see that. And then you watch it, and you're like, could you everything imagine, is wrong.
1: Could you imagine someone sitting down and listening to someone describe to you what happens in Phantom Menace?
0: Uh, well, like you, at you, least you'd, in you'd Clone Wars, all the boring- at
1: Menace. least in Clone Wars and <laughs> Revenge of. Uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge And then Sebulba
2: sent. pulls ahead for yeah. a minute. <laughs> and then Anakin pulls back ahead for two minutes. And then a Tusken Raider shoots the gun. You'd need to but, do much more editing. For yeah, the Raiden, at
1: least right? at least in Attack of the Clones, it's like, so there's a clone army. And then uh, there's an assassination attempt on this guy. And then, you know, uh, well, Anakin's starting to go to the uh, X, Y, and Z, all this kind of stuff. Phantom mess is like, all right, so there's a trade blockade. <laughs> Set up. No, it's more It's more
3: like, I imagine, while watching it, like, Liam Neeson reading the script. <laughs> and you have, like, you know, Jar Jar steps in poop. Yeah. Then you go to buy parts. Uh, <laughs> you, you have money, but he doesn't take that kind of money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like... All you every, have is every, itchy and scratchy dollars. And then a,
3: a, a, a what, a nine, ten-year-old boy? Then, it, it, like... Hits on someone much older than him. It's uh, honestly, oh, God, God, it's the uh, we... so.
1: Sorry, yeah, I want to jump to that for a second. So, w- w- Dave and I were talking about last, as he was saying, I was saying, why don't they make Anakin older? If they just made him like twelve, yeah, or make twelve or thirteen, that whole relationship makes way more sense. It's because yeah, the way it's, that it's the way that Amidala interacts with Anakin in this movie is so it's it's so babysitter and young kid yeah. that it's it's like comp- I, I can't connect it at all to the what ends up becoming you know uh, I hate sand later <laughs> oh, in the second man. one it's like the connection is not there like is
3: that you know if you're gonna pick that one if the
1: if the if the if the exact turning point moment For Darth Vader to turn from Anakin Skywalker into Darth Vader is, my wife who I love is going to die. She's dead. Now I've become an evil Dark Lord. You have to buy buy that. And if you start with a fucking eight-year-old kid and a 15-year-old girl. It's like, oh, this is kind of weird. Yeah, it's it's too weird that they eventually a And then you jump to the second one. You jump to the second one and it's implied that they haven't even seen each other for like ten years. Yeah. And I, I don't know, maybe you could argue that that makes more sense. I don't know. But it's just, it's such a strange choice. I was actually thinking when we were watching it the other day is the only reason they make him a kid aside from, I, I agree with you, Dave, I think that making, putting him at an age where he is completely innocent does make sense to a point. Um... I think it's an interesting choice. I just don't think he thought it out all the way. Yeah. And, but I was also thinking, did he make him this small because all of the pod racers are this small? Did he like? <laughs> did he like come up with the pod racing scene first and then write backwards? Shit, I gotta make. Is a made.
0: deleted, yeah, deleted scene of Hayden Christensen just like <laughs> knees up to his neck in then a the pod racer.
1: But I think I think the the major failing of this, and I think it's it's what a lot of the the the, the things that people hate on stem from, is that uh specifically the metaclorians thing stems from this like we we were talking uh, we we were watching it, Dave, we were talking about the uh the metaclorians thing and how stupid it was and <laughs> it it occurred to me why it's there and it is it's the laziest writing because the only in, through the whole movie you never see Anakin do anything yes. that implies that he is, has the Force at all. You need the only to, reason you need to you quantify it. F- yeah, the only way <laughs> you, you need know he does is because people tell you he does. And that's why the Metaclorians are there.
3: But even that, I mean, it could be... Because you could say that Luke made it to you know whatever age he was in A New Hope without using any Force, and they yeah, I know, sense but
1: in him and it's all but good. but it's it's he's supposed to be so so he's literally made of the Force. He's immaculately conceived by the, the, force, which, which which the Force. he's a Christ figure, which also See, that right. should exactly. be his, which should be a much bigger plot point. It, it if really, you're going to drop that shit, on us.
0: well, it, she she only tells it to Qui Gon, who probably fucking
1: misunderstands
3: what <laughs> she's talking about anyway. Qui Gon's hard of hearing. <laughs> it's like oh oh
0: the father, but. I He's but the point is out.
1: The point I'm trying to make is It's like The only way that you know That he's got any power at all Is because He They took a blood because test you, Because you tell You tell us yeah. You know, at least at least when at least in the original one, Luke starts using the force to block the thing. And then uh, you know, and he learns how to do the force pull. I mean, yeah, you could mean that he's young and he hasn't developed like like in the X-Men, he didn't develop his powers yet or something, but it's just such a hamfisted way to tell you how important somebody is.
3: I don't think it's done for characterization. I think it's done purely for explain everything because many it's not the first prequel or even sequel to feel like the value is and you know it's like the people who always worry about like uh, what happened after the movie was over and did the character yeah. really do this? It's like no, they didn't do anything because the movie's over. Yeah, and it's a, right. You know, people want those explanations, and that's where the Metaclo. But the Virgin Birth is so much worse. It's like, so weird. I had it's forgotten so about weird. that. And Metaclorians are first base compared to that thing. Like the Virgin Birth is. <laughs> I can't believe they did that. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's it's real weird. It's a little awkward. My it's favorite thing about the whole chlorian scene is that uh, Amidala's ship has the software to detect the <laughs> <midichlorians>. Like He <laughs> just plugs it's it sad. in and they're like, Obi-Wan, run the numbers. And Obi-Wan's like, shit, yeah, 20,000. <laughs>
0: 20,000 is higher than Master Yoda, motherfucker. Where'd you get this from?
2: Jeez. Highest
0: ever. A little <laughs> trivia fact. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: playing
2: Donkey Kong he's just like yeah
0: what I are his, the,
1: his three initials so I can put it into this portion
0: <laughs> you know the the blood test thing is stupid I, I think I kind of agree with you they needed a because the force is up to this point which you kind of accepted in the original is just like people just tell you you're good at the force and you go like oh well, that's a good thing like yeah. Luke does it but like he needs someone to tell him that it runs in your family right. it seems to be genetic you'll uh, have a good time with this They needed the blood test to, to like, it's almost like he doesn't think that the audience is going to believe that this is the case. It's like, Anakin Skywalker, I don't believe that. He can't be strong in the force. You've established this.
1: I I always thought it was strange. What? Like, so we were watching it the other day. There's a point during the pod racing sequence where his shit comes unplugged. And he uses this, like, magnet Yeah, gun. he uses a magnet. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> why don't you use the pod racing scene to, like, have him do some, like, instead of using that magnet gun, why don't you have him force grab that thing? Obviously, like, or have he can him bar- not, barely yeah, reach or not, yeah, or not know that, or not, you know, have it be the first time he uses the force power. If he's that powerful, I would believe that, that he would develop that stuff that young.
3: I don't even think, I just think all this, you know, chosen one and he has to be the most powerful ever I think that's just all in the same bag of lazy writing. No, I, I, mean, I absolutely in, agree. Like, I you don't need agree. him to be the best ever. He's Darth Vader. Yeah. Like, Darth Good Vader, point. you can ride that a long way. Yeah. You don't need to explain a damn other thing for him to be great. Yeah. Uh, other than, like, hey, this is going to be Darth Vader.
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. I think all of that stuff is just really, really lazy writing. Um, But... <laughs> If you're gonna be lazy, you may as well be good lazy, and it's not good lazy; it's yeah. lazy lazy. Well,
0: the, there's a couple things that I noticed about lazy writing. The um, the the Lucas seems to think that just because he says something, he's like this will this will make sense, or this will be the way it works. Like we've watched the original trilogy, right? Yoda has the complaint, "Lucas too old." Yep. And he goes, "Well, all right." He's like, he, he kind of tosses it as like a he doesn't even really believe in it. He's just like, "Well, fuck it." He's like, "Yeah, he's it's like old. just, an, gonna, excuse. Right, yeah, just yeah. an excuse, right? Just an excuse." And this one. They're like, he's too old. And it's like, we just watched movies where you claim this. And it obviously
2: isn't true because you can train. And Luke was like 20-something. Yeah. This kid's eight.
0: His, his, his brain is still, his skull is still soft. You can still <laughs> shove all that force knowledge into him. He still believes in Santa, man. They need, a, They need a better, for as organized as the Jedi hierarchy seems to be, they're very disorganized about who can train, who is training, who can be trained. It's very up in the air. They need some documentation or something in there.
1: Well, I'm okay with it because then you get that scene in the third one where Anakin kills a room full of eight year old kids. Yes, yes, which is See, <laughs> talk I about like, things I can't believe they I, did.
0: The the third one's terrible. I like the Chosen One thing just because at the very end, Obi Wan can scream, "You are the Chosen, are the chosen, one. One. He, chosen he, one." He ruins it by talking, continuing to talk, explaining <laughs> what that was. About. You were supposed to bring balance to the Force, and instead you did all this horrible shit that left us in darkness. If you just we're not there at the third one, but yeah, I mean, we can get to that when we get to it. But when you, it's, I just, it's everything. I've said it a couple of times. It's everything here that I'm like, this is good. I want this to happen. And none of this is coming through in any way that makes me happy about the way it's gone down. Yeah. Just ending with, well, let's talk about something happy here. I like the lightsaber fight in this movie. I don't.
1: Yeah, I think Dave, you, I don't know if you put the bug in my ear, but watching it this time, I just. Wasn't it's, there. okay, it's like 20 minutes long. There is actually
2: no exaggeration, zero dialogue through the entire thing. Yeah. It's, and it's really fast for 20 straight minutes. Uh, it's boring as hell.
0: I kind of disagree here. I thought it was subtle because what he does is he actually, te- it's the first time a lightsaber fight has had a story that goes along with it.
1: So that's that's what I said to Dave after it was over. The the one thing that I will give it, um I so I think one of the other big misstep is that they killed off Darth Maul. Because he he didn't get a chance to do anything, but the thing that he does, he does something that nobody else except Darth Vader has done in the Star Wars universe up to this point. He yep. kills a Jedi. Yep. And I think that moment actually works really well. Yeah. Because he kills Qui Gon, and then he gives he gives a look at Obi Wan's like I'm gonna fuck you up as soon as that red thing opens. <laughs> um, but he so he gets he doesn't really do much in this in the movie, but that instantly gives him more weight than anybody we've seen up to the point. Yeah, it,
0: it's I I agree. It it makes it's unlike any other part of the prequel, right? Because the rest of the prequel is people explaining shit. Everyone's telling this is an explanation. This is an explanation. This is the one time where it's actually cinematic where. You get a glimpse into characters from the way they act. Qui Gon meditates during a break in the fight. Yeah, Maul like paces yeah. like a That's tiger. That's a cool touch. And it's like that. it's like oh, you don't have to have Darth Maul go. I'm very impatient. I can't wait to kick your ass. Which seems like it would happen in every other part of the movie. Yeah. Instead, I like that lightsaber fight because I think it's. I talked before about the physicality of the lightsaber fights are getting better. Like they're actually fighting at this point, point. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's a narrative of they fight. Obi Wan gets separated. Qui-Gon has to fight on his own. Qui-Gon dies. Obi-Wan, the anger, I, I, I think I could, you could argue that the anger of him losing is what causes Obi-Wan to beat Maul. Like, that's kind of, the because you've always shown that the dark, like, embracing that anger is what allows you to kill the other person. Mm. And it's an interesting thing to be like, oh, that's Obi-Wan brushing against the dark side. Lucas never follows this up, of yeah. course. He just yeah. assumes that he killed him because of that is. But it's the only lightsaber fight where there's a narrative going on inside the fight. And I think it's important. Um, Well, I I think that's how you use narrative. Yeah. I mean... it, It tells a... It's not two characters. Okay, let's put it this way.
1: If you were to remove the lightsaber sequence from this movie and just watch it in and of itself, I think you're right. I think you can get all of that stuff from there. However, I think the reason that it ultimately fails is because if you look at it in the context of the larger story that's being told, I don't give a shit about any of those characters. Qui-Gon, brand new, don't give a shit. Obi-Wan, he's I know Obi-Wan, but he's been in the movie for five minutes. Don't yep. give a shit about him. Darth Maul, looks cool, kind of neat, been in the movie for ten minutes, hasn't done anything, don't give a shit about him. So you've got these three guys who, if, if you get to the, this point in the movie, and these three characters have weight to them, especially regarding each other, like you have in Empire Strikes Back, that fight's going to be amazing. But it's just, it's basically... I think what what it comes down to with this movie if you if you look at it 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 feels like you're reading note cards. You know? So this feels like all right, lightsaber fight, Qui-Gon gets killed, uh Obi-Wan kills Darth Maul. That's like the light, that's like the card li- lineup on the wall. Yep. And there's just no weight to it.
3: Yeah, the way I would compare it with the originals is in the original uh, in the original trilogy each fight the characters have some pre-established relationship. Yeah. Right? And you know Obi-Wan, Vader, Luke, Vader and then again at the end uh, in Return of the Jedi. But in this, they don't even know who this guy is. Yeah. They just know, ooh, he's a baddie. So I don't like the characterization part of it, like you were saying, Clay. But I actually liked the um, fighting of it better than I thought I would. Yeah. Because I, I think later the prequels go into that super twirly CGI <laughs> look that totally ruins it. But this doesn't have that. I, I right. actually thought, especially when Maul was only fighting one of them at a time. It actually was pretty cool. And it was about the right speed, it wasn't too fast. Um, I didn't like when he was fighting both of them just because he's like not looking and it's magically blocking. It looks like you know too choreographed. Hey, he's using the force, man. <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> the he, is can taking see, care of he can force. He can see. He can see
1: like thirty like point three seconds into the future, so he knows where the hits. It, come. It's too choreographed, yeah. but
3: there's actually a cool like physicality to when Qui Gon's getting mad and then calming down, and then Obi Wan's flipping out. It's it's good stuff. Yeah, I. I... I I think I still, like. I mean, I I totally agree that the character,
0: you don't care about the characters because the movie has not done anything to make you care about them. I do, I just, most of the other fights are just kind of a two people in a room, they do a little fight for a little bit, and then that's kind of it. There's no staging really beyond, they're in a cool setting. I'll
1: I'll be honest with you, Um, I was surprised how much more I liked the very quick fight with Qui-Gon and Darth Maul in the desert.
0: Yeah, it was filmed differently. It's yeah. filmed to look more intense, sort of. like yeah. you, you get a shot of just the lightsabers hitting each and other. And
1: it was so. just, I don't know, there's something about it that was, you know, it was more like, inst- inst- instead of the way they presented it at the end, where it's very, uh, you know, staged and we are preparing ourselves to fight, it was just like two guys running at each other that both happen to have lightsabers.
0: And you <laughs> know, unfortunately, unfortunately, his book ended by, Qui-Gon, sir,
3: wait for me! <laughs> and then uh, Qui-Gon jumping into... <laughs> Into a plane. The yeah. other reason why you liked it is because after 75 minutes of the movie, yeah, nothing is happening. That's <laughs> true, and you're like, "Oh, thank God!" Like, so, Star Wars. What you
1: said about it being shot differently and interestingly is, I think. So, my point of view in this movie is is kind of two sides of the same coin: negative and positive. Positively, I think this movie is actually incredibly groundbreaking. For what had come before it, there had not been a movie up to this point that used uh, CGI to the level that this does, and it does it fairly, fairly convincingly. You know, there's some obviously the gun, the gungans are kind of whatever, and it does and,
0: it much better in 1990 terms. Than yeah, it, that
1: as f- far as 1999 yeah. goes. The, like, I was just thinking about those scenes when the, dro- uh, the battle droid ships are coming down, and they're all opening up, and the things are coming down. Like, nobody was doing that. This is the first movie to ever do that. And so, the stuff that he was doing, very groundbreaking as far as what came after it, and, you know, I, I think... I think he said, and I know he said this as a as a way to defend himself, but I don't find it to be a very good defense. Where he says, uh, "You know, there would be no Avatar if there was no F- Phantom Menace." And I was like, "Well, then maybe you shouldn't have made Phantom Menace." <laughs> uh, so, can I just say about the lightsaber battle
2: to to compare it to the? All right, I, I'll say it's better than the uh, Attack of the Clones or anything from Revenge of the Sith for those reasons. They're too twirly and it's too much CG. But the the lightsaber duel in Alright, so the lightsaber duels in the original have something else going on in all of them. The lightsaber duel in Phantom Menace is to show you a spectacle of a lightsaber fight. Right. That goes on and on and on and on. And there's nothing else to it. Yep. And the ending to it is so bad. How have we not mentioned, like, Darth Maul's face when he looks confused as Anakin senses Qui-Gon Jinn's lightsaber. And then he just stares there for, like, a good five seconds as Anakin does some gymnastics over him and then cuts him in half.
0: Yes. Inexplicable physics gymnastics.
1: So dumb. (laughs) Well, you know, it kind of, it kind of goes to my flip side of what I was saying, which is as, for as groundbreaking and, and different and new and advanced as the stuff is that's, that he's doing, he's not doing it in any way that's interesting. You know, it's, it, this whole movie feels like, he was just putting stuff in front of a camera. Here's yeah. your lightsaber fight. Exactly. Here's your lightsaber fight. Thanks here's for some, the ten bucks. Let's have, like, eight aliens walk across the camera. He's got really good stuff to work with. Like, Amadala's costumes are amazing.
2: Yeah. They're they
1: beautiful. But it's like there's that one shot of her in the hallway that's a nice shot. But everything else is just like, oh, here she is on the camera. Yeah. Same and and sure. cut. And, you know, it's it's just there's no artistry to it, to it. It all just feels like, here's your toy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I... It's sad. It's a, it's it's so very flat. It's just everything is very flat. He, and he's been he's been thinking about this, right? Like Lucas has to have. Like, <laughs> has he not been thinking about this? How does he uh, not think about it?
2: You're this? right. You're right that it feels like he hasn't. Right? He's yeah. had what thirty years, twenty years in between. And has he thought
0: about it too like, much? Has he
2: overthought know. it to the point where he's missing the obvious
0: gaps? Or is he just really doesn't give a fuck? Or or, he seems the, to or he's
1: or he's Overthinking it, not that he's missed the obvious gaps, but that he's gone out of his way to s- sew up any gaps there might be. Like, yeah, uh, do you ever wonder who built C three PO? No, I haven't.
2: <laughs> it was Darth Vader. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How dare you! Just tie uh,
1: that loose end up. What well, the? I mean. Then he inadvertently makes a new loose end. He has to tie up at the end of the third one. He's like, erase their memories. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <What> the <fuck>? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, the, I just think it's, you know, I, I talked about in the
0: original ones. So I was like, wow, some of these movies are surprisingly small in scope. You can c- consider it like an artifact of the budget he was dealing with. You can mm-hmm. consider like he didn't think it was important to show the Emperor, Emperor, Empire at that point. The prequels are exactly the opposite. Yes. He's, he's going so big so quickly that he's losing. The only thing he has to hold on here uh, is Anakin. Anakin's the only thing that we need to care about in this, really. Like, Obi-Wan, you're going to care about by proxy because he's going to be in six of the movies. Anakin needs to... You need to care about Anakin. And it starts it off with this... It gets so desperate at a certain point because Lucas knows he has to do it. He just can't set it up. Where Jake Lloyd playing Anakin, right? Happy-go-lucky kid. Everything seems fine. He's a slave, but he's like, hey, this is fucking great. Everyone's happy, 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 happy. He has a minor tragedy when his mother tells Ac- him to go accurate away. Accurate depiction of slavery. <laughs> it's <laughs> Lucas, again, being incredibly accurate with artificial intelligence and the effects of slavery on a society. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Anakin seems perfectly happy. Happy, bubbly kid. He's flying around. He's pod racing. He wins the day for people. He has to say goodbye to his mother. That's sad. But, oh, he's going to be a great Jedi. He goes to the Jedi Council, and they look at him and go, full of fear you are. And you're like... What are you talking about? You're only saying that because you know you have to right. say that. That's, the same thing that's like
1: moment. I was
2: like, really? I didn't There's didn't even nothing pick up scared on that. about this kid. Yeah,
1: at full of fear after he single-handedly flew that ship <laughs> into the trade thing and killed everybody. And like, and and was never like, wow, this is this is really scary. He was just like, oh, I know how to shoot this now. How did the Jedi ever recruit anyone? He's like. He's like, I don't know about you. Your thoughts are
0: preoccup- preoccupied with your mother who we force you to abandon. It's like, who are the Jedi recruiting <laughs> Also, they're not fear. thinking? Also <laughs> known as fear. It just seems it's so hackneyed. And it's not Jake Lloyd's fault because the, the script is written for Anakin to be a bubbly, stupid fucking kid. Right. And the the elder Jedi are just out in the left field. They they know because they have to know what's going on. And it's sad.
1: So how... I don't like What... What's what's the other I'm trying to think of like what the other option is. Do you make him like more of like an angry young man kind of yes. character? I think
0: I think Anakin has to be doing good stuff, but is troubled from a young age. Yeah. Like he's he he can't be this bubbly thing. I, like the Anakin we're gonna talk about this at the prequels. Anakin's through line is completely stupid. And it, it makes no sense. He's he eventually gets angry over a he gets passed over for a job promotion, right? And he's yeah. like, now I'm fucking pissed. That's what's that's what's driving an epic space fantasy. Yeah, we can't is, even you know, get
3: into that because that's an hour conversation, right that, there. That's
0: coming afterwards. But he needs to be he needs to be like traumatized from the from like yeah. Watto or something. It's too dark for Star Wars. Is the problem?
1: Or my my other angle would be you can keep him as the young innocent kid, but there has to be a point early on. He has to be the character who's trying to do good so hard that he will do it by any means necessary, and that's where he goes wrong. You know what I mean? So it's like he's trying to do good so hard, and eventually I guess they kind of do that. They they, do. They really trip over themselves trying to do it. But I think think it, like, because you see it's, you know it's coming later on, but to see him as a kid, if he were like, oh, wow, you can use the Force to do this, I could free my mother if I did this. You Which know, kind like,
0: of using using the force to steal food or something. Yeah, you know, like yeah. anything like that. Like he's just been raised in this shitty environment. Or like he's... if you
1: watch him, ch- if you watch him watch Qui Gon cheat at that dice game, or ju- just yeah, something right, little right. like that, where he's like, "Oh, I didn't realize that you could have this kind of power." But it's not was...
2: dice clay. It's a what was, oh, it, was it? Chance cube.
1: Chance Q. Q. Yes. <laughs> I have a chance cube. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good one. Thanks. I mean. <laughs> I'm just doing my Eastern European Jew, which is wato. can you believe, we've been talking about this for what? forty minutes, and okay. we haven't even really said the word jar jar, which I think is in all right
0: let's let's well yeah let's let's and uh, I have nothing else to say except for uh the jar jar stuff so uh great character or greatest character <laughs> jar jar Binks? go greatest, go greatest. He's doing shit you ain't It's like seen Colonel before.
2: Kurtz and Jar Jar are, like, right up there next to each other as just, like, the most compelling things on screen.
0: The Gungans yeah. are a horrible version of the Ewoks, right? That's that's kind. They're the same yeah, kind of thing.
2: W- what, just the primitive thing? A that-
0: primitive race that everyone underestimates, but they come through as heroes. But they're played off... A, he makes them able to talk, so they're idiots.
2: Me suspect! <laughs> Me suspect.
0: <laughs> they drool all over themselves, and they apparently have advanced weaponry that they yeah. just throw around at They've each got other. shields that can block lasers? Like, where did those go? Why didn't the I Rebels use those? I always at that scene for some reason when the droids walk through and they open fire. It
2: is so many fucking shots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the Gungans are just blocking it. It's just so... It's so ridiculous. It's like... Ah!
2: All right, we we have commented about how bad stormtroopers are. Like, stormtroopers are terrible soldiers, but at least when they lose their Wi-Fi signal, their fucking heads don't fall off. Like, the battle droids I, are just I the actually, worst. I actually think that is a
0: change that ma- Like, that's a plot development that makes sense. Like, he, he shows the droids as why they're not
1: particularly good. Like the Jedi. Well, that and the fact that each one of them is basically just a Three Stooges character for some reason. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> they're like early 30s slapstick comedy the fifth, characters.
0: My, one of the greatest scenes when they when the Jedi are taking back Naboo and they walk into the hangar jet. And he's like, "Hi, I, I want to get in the jet." And he's like, mm, "Let me think." Uh, no, plan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> does not
2: compute. He says it does not, <laughs> does not does does compute. But oh, he puts control his, hand S. his face S. and
0: just go, <laughs> blast them, and then they cut through them. It's just so they yeah, they are Three Stooges, and the Gungans are. I guess they're all stupid, although we only get a Jar Jar and Boss Nass and tarples are the only ones that talk, and Boss Nass and Jar Jar seem varying degrees of stupid, and tarples seems okay.
3: Well, part of it is this new language thing, which I didn't realize that they actually don't do this in the original trilogy. Like, in the original trilogy, the aliens, they speak in other languages. Yeah. Right. Because that makes sense, with, yeah. you know, maybe a tiny exceptions. They all speak in other languages, but now in The Phantom Menace, all of a sudden, everybody who's not human, pretty much, speaks... Some bro- accented English, English, some yeah. broken English. Now I have to I mean, it's
1: open really my, dick- open my book of accents of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a pick- nice
0: thing about the original, too. You can have aliens speak, right? And... Depending on what the plot demands, you can either understand them or not understand them. And when it's helpful because they're idiots, you can just be like, I don't understand what this guy's talking
2: about.
3: <laughs> but I didn't realize how big of a change that was until so this, I rewatched it. Yeah. This
2: brings us to my biggest criticism of the whole prequels, which is their, their kids' movies. And I don't mean like Star Wars' is kids' movies, but these are these are fucking cartoons, right? Yeah. You can't put subtitles in a cartoon because it's made for a person that can't read. Right. right. And that's, <laughs> that's, what right. Phantom, that's what the three prequels are. They're made for people who are so young that they can't read. They're cartoons.
1: I would I would argue that as it goes on, they become less that kind of cartoon because I don't know what cartoons you've seen. Kids Attack are of, of the Clones. They, they it is.
2: Co- it's a cartoon all the way through. But yeah, yeah but it's a also record.
1: a cartoon where Anakin slaughters a bunch yeah, of yeah. By, by Revenge of the Sith, it becomes like an anime cartoon. Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> yes. dark, but yeah. it's still cartoony.
0: And yeah, they early on here is very lighthearted and shitty and garbage. In Boss Nassie. <laughs> yeah. why do the Gungans? Why does the Why is the Trade
2: Federation marching to meet the Gungans anyway? I don't know. What is the point? Why Why do they have that fight? I they agree, distract yeah. them. So the Gungans they say that like four times because they have to explain everything clearly. About four I was paying attention. Uh, the Gungans have to distract. Um, they have to draw the forces. The, Gungans, out. the army. The Gungans right.
1: who are according to the movie more well armed than the naboo right yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have a bigger I, if, army if 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 that's more well armed i would hate to see what the naboo <laughs> weaponry looks like
3: a lot of defense cuts
1: <laughs> it's
3: in the prequel prequel well the <laughs> only I mean, was
2: the a, only uh... military we leader we leader we see in the whole movie is that captain, panache? Panache. Is captain, captain Panaga, panache who is the worst security guard he's like i don't trust this guy qui-gon But the Queen wants you to take this girl alone into the city for a couple days. So take her. You guys can't see it, but Dave did a perfect
1: rendition of uh, the (laughs)
0: appearance of Captain Panaka. Yeah, I mean, he's... I like his hat. (laughs) Oh, My
1: my favorite thing about the Gungans that Dave pointed out when we were watching it is how when Jar Jar brings Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan to the city, he says... Yeah, it's Gungan City. It's a secret city. And then later on, the Gungans have to evacuate their secret city to another secret city. <laughs> which is more like a secret pond. Which is, which yeah. is like just in the woods. Yeah, they, were, they were hundreds of feet underwater initially, and it was secret. Now they've come out of the water and are just in the woods. And while we're talking about Naboo not making sense, like, why did Lucas feel the
2: need? There's one line in there where he throws in, like, the Naboo are a democratic people. Like, no, you're not. You have a fucking queen.
0: Yeah. They, gonna... they elect the queen, I guess. It makes no it makes no goddamn sense. I just
3: can't believe that the way this movie starts out, you know, you've decided to resurrect your franchise, and the thing begins basically with them sitting in a conference room, two Jedi sitting in a conference room for a little while. And then you go down to this planet, deal with, uh, you know, getting through the core with fish chasing you and, you know, which fish is going to eat the other fish. It's like, like, you brought back the franchise for this gem of a fish sequence?
0: Jar Jar is losing his mind and uh, Qui-Gon just Vulcan neck pinches him and knocks him out, <laughs> which is a strange choice, but... It's, I will
1: I will say uh, burning through a blast door with a lightsaber was, was pretty cool yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's pretty sweet
0: I, yeah. I like the worth of the scene I yeah. like the, <laughs> that I like, was pretty sweet I like the changes they did with the lightsabers I don't I don't understand why destroyer droids are much more formidable than regular droids. It seems like they could just walk up to them and cut them in half the same as the other things. But
3: it's also too bad that technology was lost forever. Yeah, yes, yeah, so that the seems to be the
0: ultimate shield. Yeah, the ultimate Jedi killing
1: device. Instead of those exploding it. armor that the stormtroopers wear. Yeah.
0: So the only, I guess the uh, the last thing to really wrap up with is uh, I wanted to talk a little bit. We talked touched on it earlier. Palpatine. Do you like Palpatine? In this, is there anything wrong with Palpatine in this uh,
1: first one? Y- I'm going to say yes. What's wrong with him? I think for I think he, I think his plot, while it is interesting and actually kind of kind of good, I I feel like he doesn't do anything in this movie. He's just sort of like there to he's 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 the guy in the old movie who comes in when they can't pay for, like, the big sequence outside. Yeah. And so it's just inside the room, and he sticks his head in and goes, yeah, they just came down the street, a whole bunch of tanks and a whole (laughs) bunch of Nazis. And then he leaves and then comes back later and says, the Allies just showed up and took them all out. It was amazing. (laughs) Unbelievable. You know, it's like, I don't know. He just, his whole thing is just to kind of smile that, you know, creepy smile of the, of I'm stabbing you in the back smile.
0: I, I feel he has the problem everyone in here has. Everyone... This movie is a series of mild inconveniences that are easily overcome. Like Palpatine's, like in the Senate Chamber, you know, he's like, "We need to, we need to get this guy out of here and get a new guy." You'd think that would take some time. Yeah. You think that would take some machinations or something. He's just like, stand up
1: and tell me I like
0: him, and he sits down, and it's like they, they did it. That's what that's all when we
1: when we bought this house, this condo. It took me four trips to the registrar building. To drop off our signed condo docs. <laughs> it took me longer to file condo documents than it did to, to get a vote of no confidence in, in the a Grand em- Yeah, in the Galactic <laughs> Republic. It's
2: just it's I. So Every, Palpatine's, like, force, the the, the the fact that he's the Dark Lord of the Sith, that's, like, secondary. He's a master parliamentarian, and that's how he really got he, control. He really, he really
1: knows his, how to His cut red tape. lightsaber uh, is representative of all the tape he cuts through <laughs> with it.
3: But it is kind of interesting how much, if you think about it, like, this movie and then the series leans on Palpatine. Yeah, like no, yeah. he's nobody, very important. Nobody in this movie, um, even though you're dealing with the origins of your favorite characters... They have no agency. Like, they're just battered around yep. and uh, see what happens. I don't know. Gungans show up. But Palpatine is the only one who's... Even Yoda doesn't have a plan, isn't doing anything. Yeah. But Palpatine, Palpatine is, is doing, doing stuff. stuff. He's yeah, doing right.
0: stuff. He's, he, you <laughs> have to give him credit for that. And I think I'm remembering right that it becomes eventually very convoluted. But it's...
1: Well, it, I was just going to say, we, we, Dave and I were kind of talking about this the other day, too. Is are, are you supposed to... How are you supposed to view... Palpatine as Darth Sidious in this movie. Are you are supposed, you supposed to, to know?
0: Yeah, I was wondering that too. Are you supposed to know that the hologram is Palpatine? Cuz obviously yeah, you must.
1: obviously if you are our age and have seen the original movies first, you know right off the bat that they are the same person. Yeah. But is is it is he is it filmed in such a way where He's trying to make it a little bit gray for people, like younger kids maybe, who haven't seen the original. The only
0: thing I noticed was there's one one scene where uh, Amidala sort of spurns him and goes back to Naboo. He puts up a little bit of a fight. I don't understand if he's actually upset she goes back because the scene ends on him. And it cuts just as the actor's starting to smile. And I don't know if that's like a late cut or if it's an artistic choice that he's revealing at this point that they're the same. I think the movie is trying to make you think, be confused about who they are. Yeah. I think they're trying to not link them. And it's a weird decision. Yeah.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I don't think they they give you enough evidence to really know that they're the same person. Like, if this was the first Star Wars movie you saw, I don't think you would know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I honestly don't think you would either. Because I think, actually, he even kind of changes his voice a little bit. Yeah. When he's uh, talking to Amidala and when he's Senator Palpatine when he's serious.
0: Right. And the scene I think you would change would be when he's talking to Maul on Coruscant. You can have a yeah, quick, you, can, you, can you can do a quick thing there. Where you, but I mean, that would be the scene to really highlight. Like if you just see Maul talking to someone, and then the camera turns and it's Palpatine, you're like, oh, like clearly I'm not an right. idiot. But like that's the 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 movie cluing you in. It's weird. I I like Palpatine. I guess I, I like him. the Emperor character. I think his his rise is kind of interesting. It's that's, yeah,
3: that's the only thing that's a shame about it is I it's. To me, that's the interesting link between accidentally doing these movies together, Jedi and Phantom Menace, mm. is the Emperor is so good in Jedi that it kind of real, you know, shows you how far uh, as an enjoyable story element he falls. In well, the prequels. what
1: what if what if the approach had been <clears throat> instead of just leaning into? So I think it also I think there's. Clearly from the way we've been talking about, there's a lack of focus on things that matter in this movie, right? It's yes. like what we what I feel like I'm supposed to give them versus what I choose to give them versus what I you know. What if what if he actually had the 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 twist in the story that no one really would have expected is the prequels are not about Anakin as much as they're about Palpatine so you get you still get the the whole Anakin story but palpatine is one of your main characters instead of like oh he's kind of in the back but now he's the bad guy you know what i mean yeah i think that might, that could have been I, interesting i think he's borderline
0: there he's he's as major as any of the characters besides maybe obi-wan and anakin i think the problem with doing that is that that completely nerfs the Vader character. at a certain Like, if you ignore him and he's kind of a secondary character in yeah. the prequels and then he comes in and he's supposed to be the top dog, it doesn't really feel learned. They fuck it up either way because yeah. they screw up the Anakin. And
2: talking story. about, you, you were talking about fleshing out the world and explaining things and how you wanted things to be explained. Like, that's what I wanted going into it. I want to know how Anakin becomes Darth Vader and I want to know how Palpatine destroys the Republic and creates the Empire.
0: Yep. Yeah. They do one of them okay. The other <laughs> one is not that okay. But yeah, it's... It's a fascinating thing Well that's the uh, That's the Phantom Menace Anyone have let's, anything else they want
1: to say Let's try and go on, on a positive note Sure What is everybody's What What can they take away That they actually like From this movie The
2: music <clears throat>
1: Music's in it's great I think You know I think you're right I think one of the reasons That the The, the lightsaber fight Works at the end Is because That's Duel of the Fate song Is fucking awesome Yeah good It's really good Good music The song that's stuck
2: In my head right now Is actually when they're Landing on Naboo Which they use a couple Other times Yeah that 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 one's really good too
3: i still think that this one is the most star wars of the prequels and without jumping ahead too much i do think that um there's still an organic quality to it that mm. mirrors or follows the original trilogy and i would give credit for that partly actually to the fact that it was shot on 35 millimeter film and that's going to sort of Blend it together, keep it looking less video game, digital like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then also, I do think that they put a lot of effort into the design, and I think it's easy to look uh, to overlook how good some of the design mm. in this movie is because it's not used well, and because mm. you know it's usually used for for poor story ends. Um, so I'll give them credit on those two fronts.
1: Yeah, I, I uh, uh, if you if you look up some of the concept design work done for this the concept paintings are beautiful they're really really nice yeah and it's just a matter of like i mean even the gungans look cool and there's just <laughs> they you know had to rastify them by about 20 percent to make them kid-friendly i guess but
0: i like pieces of this movie i i agree that i think if i'm remembering correctly this is actually one of the better prequels which is it, this one is more boring than the other movies but it's Possibly a better movie, which is, like, horrible. These are the kind of things you have to say.
3: This one is more of a Star Wars movie in the sense of the original trilogy gone wrong. Yeah, Whereas, to yeah, me, yeah. the others are something else. They're in something d- else entirely. It's, I didn't
0: cringe during Phantom Menace, and I, I will cringe during the next two. Like, I remember cringing. And I, I didn't cringe here. I was too bored to even shrug my shoulders. It's really.
1: amazing how drastic a change there is between Phantom Menace and Cl- Attack of the Clo- Clones. Clones. Yeah. Like, everything is just... Completely, completely different.
0: <laughs> Good. But, I mean, the things I like, uh, I seem to be alone. I like the lightsaber fight. I like um, Coruscant is a great invention. I think Coruscant's mm-hmm. kind of a city planet where everyone hangs out. is kind of cool. Uh, you know, things like that. That's that's really, it. what do my notes say here? Yeah. Oh, there I do. And I liked the, uh, I thought the pod race is boring as hell, but the direction was actually okay for the first lap.
1: Yeah, pod race actually ain't bad. Um, it's again way too long but I found myself kind of watching some of it going yeah, this is alright
3: my favorite thing about the pod race which I had forgot is it actually ends with a shot of Jabba sleeping Yes, <laughs> and I was like man yeah Jabba speaks for all of us yeah. <laughs> Like, Jabba is the voice of the audience I never thought of that <laughs> all I can
0: hear is Greg Proops as the announcer yep. and it's like oh my god whose line is it anyway whose line <laughs> is it anyway very sad well thank you guys for talking about The Phantom Menace with me anytime you want to do it again? Yeah, let's, let's talk about this movie again sometime. We'll remake it. We'll plug in new clips into the older podcast that we've the, done. The
1: one the one thing that I will say that I that I liked about watching this again is reaffirming that I don't feel like I'll ever need to watch it ever again.
0: Yes, I agree with that. Once you you need to come up you need to watch it get your argument for when you get drunk in a bar and someone says that they're great and you go, "No, I remember not liking them."
1: <laughs> oh, and to uh we were talking about when it became cool to to hate on phantom menace or whatever i think it just moves incrementally by movie so i think where it's everyone loved phantom menace but then the denial sets in until the next one comes out and then it's like oh Oh man, it was so it, it was so much better than fan minutes. I and I then would, the third—that's why we oh, we talked about this yeah. before, Jim. That's why now it's like, well, obviously, Revenge of the Sith is the best of the three. No, it's just the most recent yes, of the three. The
0: exactly. exactly. I I actually went through and I read reviews, and it's interesting to go back and read reviews that came out
1: then. Three and, Every, and a half stars from Roger Ebert.
0: Yeah, everyone feels like they're hedging a bet. They're like, <laughs> I. It feels like the critics didn't want to be the first one to be like, what the fuck was that? Like (laughs) like, None of them, they all wanted to go home and sort of like think about what they'd seen and be like, maybe I just didn't understand it. I know the the feeling. A lot of the reviews hedge that. And um, the other weird thing about this is the uh, tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes is not a great way to judge sort of relative quality. Because 70% does not mean it's like a 7 out of 10 movie. It's It's just sort of a critic. A lot of these people prefer A lot of them don't. Phantom Menace is at, like, 56%, and it's the lowest. Attack of the Clones is a point higher than... Not Attack. Revenge of the Sith is a point higher than Jedi. What? On Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. It makes no sense. People
3: routinely say, like, Revenge of the Sith is clearly the best prequel... And when we get there, we can. Talk I had about diarrhea that.
0: for a week. This was the firmest poo I had. It does not mean <laughs> that it's like anything. I
1: I was looking up reviews uh, of Phantom Menace from the time because I was curious too, and I I looked up. <laughs> I'm using that. Sorry, really? <laughs> <laughs> I looked up. I was on Metacritic, and uh, they do you know number ratings, yep. and Phantom Menace has <clears throat> 85 through zero. Yeah. So there's there's. That a wide, that band. wide of a swath. So it's, I don't know. I
0: people, it's. I don't know if things are changing. People are now saying that the younger generation knows the new Star Wars
1: and that's what they like. Yeah.
0: I need to. We need to talk to the teachers union if this is. Yeah. case. No,
1: I. I, I just went to visit my cousin, uh, and they have a a five year old, and uh, you know, I, I was said something about Star Wars, but the prequels being bad, and she was like, "Ah, don't tell that to him." He, those are the only ones he watches over and over again. And I was like, oh, that's great. And then I was like, I got to take this gun off. Yeah, gonna, I'll, all... I'll, I'll deal with a five-year-old. I can't
0: deal with, like, tweens or teens at this point being like, you know, yeah, you know the prequels are better than... It's like, I don't,
1: I don't know what oh, you're talking that, that's about. that's coming. That's coming eventually.
0: Yeah, and, we might already be there. Because how old... We, you're in sixth grade, right? This came out in 99? 99, yeah. yeah right, we we're, were in now. eighth grade. Right, so I was 16. Yeah, I was getting my permit, driving over to check out Phantom Menace. <laughs> For
2: Crouching the record, the cars. I haven't showed my kids the prequels. Probably never will. They can find those on by themselves. Nice. Yeah. Good choice.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. They can't watch the prequels, and they can't read Catcher in the Rye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the content, you're on YouTube. Like in the comments. Appreciate it. Let us know where we went wrong. Let us know why you think Phantom Menace is the best movie of the six. Let us know all that stuff. Disagree with us. Thank you guys for watching. or listening, and I'll see you later.